Hello and welcome to episode 155 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host, as always, uh, here today in studio uh, with Ricardo Benavides. Ricardo, how's it going, man? It's going great, Jeremy. Good deal. Good deal. Good. Glad to have you here. Brandon uh, is dealing with some family affairs, so he's not able to be here today, but we wish him all the best. And uh, yeah, he did a great job, I thought, of hosting the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, he had a great guest. You know, yeah, I, I, I guess so. Um, you know, it always freaks me out, Ricardo, when, uh, first of all, if you, if you guys could go and like, rate, review, and share this podcast, we would appreciate it. Uh, you can you can hear this anywhere that podcasts are available. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, but... Yeah, the, the thing, so I was on the Live to Roll um, YouTube show last week, and uh, I guess the, the week in between doing this podcast and doing the um, podcast uh, where Brandon interviewed me, and I don't really like being interviewed. I figured that out. Like, oh, it's, you, it's, you were it's a so, great interviewee. <laughs> it's so much easier asking the questions than having the questions asked to you. I just, like, I don't know... I always feel like I'm talking too much when I have to be interviewed or like, well, that's am what, I giving enough detail? That's what the cut and paste is for. So That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks. Shout out to the guys from, from Live to Roll, Tom and, and uh, Sean. And um, God dang, I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but he's amazing as well. Um, all the guys from over there are, are you know, they, everybody should check that show out, Live to Roll on uh, YouTube, they're on Instagram, everywhere. We've had Sean on the podcast before, and uh, he was he was great um, and nice enough to uh, invite me onto his show. So yeah, but anyway, like it's just weird, man, getting getting interviewed. I don't know, it's a strange strange feeling. But uh, when yeah. it all comes down to it, Jeremy, it's just a conversation, just like you and I have every day. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. That's what, and that's what when people always, you know, if people get nervous about coming on our show. I'm like, ah. Oh, we're just going to have a talk for a while, you know, we're just going to talk for a bit. So yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, you, uh, I was going to bring it up, Ricardo, you sent me a, a pretty cool, um, YouTube video from, I guess, ETH Zurich, which is a company out of Zurich, Switzerland that, um, is working on kind of an, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's like exactly an exoskeleton cause it's not something you, you know, like the typical ones you think of where you're walking around in, but it's something that you can kind of attach your arm to and it moves your arm around. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you can use it to, I guess, maybe reach for things and Yeah, so, so stuff uh, like you, that. there's a lot of uh, development in robotics, as everybody knows, right? Right. And a lot of it's used for, like, industrial use. When I w- was working at Boeing, um, they had a program on the 787 down in South Carolina where they were <clears throat> putting on these vests and harnesses that um, gave um, ergonomic relief for overhead work for all the guys that were drilling holes and uh, riveting on skins, right? And they're holding up all those drills and the guns and right. uh, whatnot. And so they would fatigue. And so it was to help stop fatigue. I don't, you know, haven't been there for a while, but I remember seeing stuff like that and I don't know how successful it was. But when I saw this, it reminded me of that is that, you know, just for certain pieces of, uh, 
your body, you could have this exoskeleton that would be able to uh, help you um, maneuver. So right, yeah. right. No, that no, it was a very cool uh, YouTube video. I, I'll, I'll link it to to the show notes here. Um, it, and it was yeah, I thought it was it was a, a cool example of you know maybe something that could work because i don't think i like of the exoskeletons they have now i don't think like high level quadriplegics can use those right um because you still need some like i guess upper body dexterity and and balance and things like that so uh but yeah i mean this seemed more like something that that would work for for somebody that was a quadriplegic if you can you know just have somebody hook your arms into it and you'd be able to reach for things or you know kind of yeah get that that added mobility for your arms so everybody should check that that video out it was pretty pretty yeah, well, interesting well one of the things i was thinking about was um you know like we've talked about it before as you get older you're going to need some kind of assistance right and most people do right and mm-hmm. then help people prevent from falling you know people that get arthritis or whatnot you know maybe there's going to be something adaptable like that in the future for people for yeah. able-bodied people right that become <clears throat> more and more disabled right yeah. yeah, no, it's a, it's a good thought, man, for sure. And, and yeah, the, I mean, we're all going to need help at one point or another. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, as I our guest, I just need it now. As our guest today found out, right? You know? Yeah. And uh, again, uh, you know, ordinary day, right? And yeah. turns into life changing events. Yeah, yeah. So um, Ashley DeVore, um, she's known on Instagram and I think Facebook as Diary of a Paraplegic. Uh, was nice enough to join me this week on the show and and yeah I mean she got in a a motorcycle accident which you know kind of hits home because I've got a number of friends that that ride motorcycles pretty religiously so um, you know yeah just wrong place the wrong time kind of crashed her motorcycle and and it was in the mountains in California and luckily you know somebody a, a passerby was able to call 911 and they had to they life flighted her out of there to yeah was she trail riding is that what it was i was think it? she was just riding her a motorcycle through like roads up in the in the mountains oh okay California. all right um but i'm not 100 percent sure i probably i so this is my first well, you're a little rusty you're this a little is my rusty first interview back <laughs> yeah. from uh, you know, after my hospital stay for six weeks. So this is really, this is the first real podcast, you know, I feel like that we've done in almost three months. So I was yeah. a little, I was definitely a little rusty. Didn't ask some follow-up questions that I probably should have. And I apologize to the listeners. I apologize to Ashley. I will be better next time. But we, we talked about having her back on the show, uh, you know, maybe a, a little ways down the road. Um, and she was great, though. It, regardless, it, I felt yeah. like it was still a good interview. Um, oh, I, I just, thought it was great. Interview. Yeah, I just I, I feel like I missed a couple of a uh, couple of follow up questions that I wanted to ask, but uh, and just kind of got away from me. But hey, man, nobody's perfect, right? That's right. But our guest today was fantastic. So, um, I, like, why don't we just get into that real quick? Um, yeah, everybody, check out Ashley Devore right right here, and uh, we will talk to you on the other side. Sounds good, Jeremy. This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are so excited to be able to visit with Ashley Devore, who is an artist, a blogger, a mother, and a spinal cord injury survivor. 
Ashley, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good, good. I'm so glad that uh, we were able to make this work out. Um, Yeah. You know, so for anyone who doesn't know your story, I know you're a pretty newly injured person in the grand scheme of things. But, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit, I guess, about how you were injured and, and when that all took place? Yeah, totally. So I was injured in 2020 of July. I was riding my motorcycle up in the mountains and it was just somewhere that I didn't really know very well. I came into a turn and crashed my bike. So yikes. So being up in the mountains, I mean, did, were they able to get you like medical attention right away or like how, I mean, how did that all work uh, out? So I uh, luckily had somebody stop, pull my bike out of the road. So nobody else got injured. Um, and then I was uh, driven to a helicopter pad and then life flighted uh, to where I needed to go. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And so where... um you know, I always try to touch on like where people went through like the rehab process at, cause I know those, the people that work at those places are, are such, uh, amazing folks that yeah. try to shout them out. But yeah. So where did you, where did you go through rehab then? Um, after I guess they got you kind of, um, stabilized and everything. Yeah. So I'd have to shout out mostly, um, to the ICU, the nurses in Santa Rosa Memorial hospital were amazing. Um, and then I had broken my right arm. So not only am I a two, a T4, T5, but, um, paraplegic, but I also broke my right arm, which needed a plate. Um, and then I broke my sternum and my right are my left ribs and my left collarbone. So I wasn't actually able to do rehab right off the bat. Oh my God. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so yeah. So, um, so they've, they life flight you to Santa Rosa. How long did you spend in the ICU um, before they had you stabilized to the point that you could, I guess, be moved to regular even go to the ARU, which is the acute rehab unit, which is what you're talking about rehab. But, uh, it was, uh, three weeks that I was in the ICU. Wow. Wow. And so then, and once, and, and I guess how long then before you were able to do some rehab stuff after breaking your arm and your collarbone and, and all of that. Yeah. So luckily my family was really amazing and they took me back home because, uh, it was 2020. So it was the beginning of COVID. Right. Um, so there was a lot of, uh, really like bad things going on with the health industry at that point. Um, so, but what the ICU nurses told me was like, do not go into any, um, skilled nursing facilities is what they called them. So, excuse me. So I came home and it took me about six months before I was able to do any rehab, um, put any like weight on my arm. Um, and then it, then I had a two week, um, rehab, like basically just like a crash course in how to become a paraplegic, uh, in UC Davis. Wow. Wow. I couldn't even imagine. I mean, yeah, like all like the, the curveballs thrown at you right then, like not only it being co- the middle of COVID, but really the beginning of COVID when we didn't know anything and 
and yeah, not being able. So, I mean, yeah, like how were you even functioning at home with it? I mean, were they, how were you transferring and stuff like that if they hadn't even taught you? Cause I mean, I'm sure they weren't even able to teach you how to transfer at that point. Right. Yeah. So I had a couple of nurses that would come to my house. Uh, there was a physical therapy person that would come and then also an occupational therapy. But at that point, my family was really taking care of me. I was only being able to be transferred into, uh, my electric wheelchair that had like tilting ability um uh with a Hoyer lift which is something that basically like puts you you like roll onto a sling and then the sling picks you up and then sets you into a chair um and I was also having to be rolled like every two hours so my family was like you know we were getting up every two hours all throughout the night I was basically an infant so and so um were you living, were you living with family when you were injured? I mean, are you, or was this like a whole new, like having to go back to, to staying with family for, for the uh, time? Well, How did that yeah. all work? Yeah. So I am a mother of three. Um, so my, my, my baby boy was only two years old when oh. it first happened. And then I had a six year old and then I had a teenage boy that was, uh, 15 at the time. So, um, it was a lot. And then my mom came to stay with me to help take care of me because I had caretakers that came in and out, uh, but nobody was really substantial or trustworthy to be able to take care of me at that point, especially when I couldn't even like wipe myself or anything like that. So, um, and then I also had my husband, Okay. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine like, you know, the stress of dealing with this injury, especially after being newly injured. And then on top of it, having having children, like how did that? I mean, what's going through your head, I guess, when you're when you're stuck in the hospital, and then I guess having to go to come home without like having any of the skills yet to to kind of function on your own like that must have been a heavy burden to to be bearing very very much so so um luckily my mother-in-law was really amazing so she took the kids down to San Diego and had them stay at the beach and like had a really good time while I was in the hospital so I wasn't very stressed about them then but when I came home it was terrible because you just want to be able to hold your babies and like do the regular things that you would do um but instead I had to like lay in bed and kind of listen to everything um so it was hard to uh not be able to be there like when your kid fell and you could hear them crying or something like that you couldn't um comfort them in any way because you were the one who needed the comforting so right. it was very tough right so, and you were able to come back to your the, the home that you were living in and, and didn't did you guys have to make any um renovations or anything to be able to to get into the house and stuff like that yes so again my family was amazing and people came together they raised about ten thousand dollars to be able to get me a wheelchair and uh we had to so i had a two-story house at the time um uh luckily it was a really big house so the bottom story we were able to get a lift um up the stairs in the front 
Um, and then uh, a friend of ours also helped get us a transportation van so I could get to my appointments because that's a big deal for a lot of people is not being able to get to, to their appointments or anything. Um, right. And then also a roll-in shower and a shower chair and things like that. So very expensive, but yes, we made a lot of modifications. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I can vouch for that. Like I remember the same kind of thing happening after my injury, having to get a yeah, shower and all that stuff, a, a new, basically a new bathroom built, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I mean, it adds up quick and, and, uh, you know, yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing that your family was able to come through for you like that. Um, yeah. that's so important after, after an injury like this, especially. So, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So your, your, um, I guess your social media, at least your Instagram handle is diary of a paraplegic, which caught my eye and I started following you a while back and, and definitely wanted to reach out and have you on the show. Um, and, and I guess, so the diary of a paraplegic, it's, it's basically your, and you have diary of, of a, of a paraplegic.com, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so you, you started really kind of documenting your experiences after, after this injury and, and talking about a lot of very like real things, hard hitting things. Um, what, you know, I guess what, uh, what prompted you to do that? And like, how difficult was it to kind of open up about, about that sort of, you know, the the stuff that you're dealing with that we kind of all deal with after, after dealing with this injury? Yeah. So, um, what, what started off was honestly that a lot of people were hitting me up and asking me about my like what happened, just like family and friends. And I was like tired of telling my story over and over again. So I was like, Hey, why don't you just look at my YouTube? So I started this little YouTube channel, um, which isn't diary of a paraplegic, but I'm going to link that together and kind of like do now and go back. Um, so that's what prompted me to do it. But then I saw how much of a reaction I was getting and I just don't want people to feel alone. It's such a lonely thing. And sometimes it's so dark and scary and you feel like you're the only person that's going through it. And I just don't want anyone to feel like they're alone in this because it's a very hard thing. That that's amazing. Um yeah, and I was I was gonna say, you know, I, I was injured back in nineteen ninety-eight. So like we that was like the early, early days of the internet. So we didn't have like Facebook or or uh, Instagram or like places to kind of find other people that that were dealing with this injury too. So I can definitely relate to that. And that's amazing that that you're, you're trying to, you know, provide that for people. And that's kind of what this podcast is all about as well. Um, You know, just so you can hear other people's experiences and know that you're, you're not alone in this. Yeah. It's Um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And so, yeah, what, you know, I was wondering, that was my next question was going to be, what was the feedback like, um, and, you know, did it differ between kind of people that had spinal cord injuries and people that, you know, able-bodied folks as well um, in that? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually get um, some really cool stories, just people who have like 
like pretty much like you have been like, I've followed you for a while and it's been really amazing to watch you. And then they open up and like, tell me their whole story and just kind of like, thank me for being there. And so I like, I really appreciate that and it makes me feel good. And it also makes me feel like I'm, you know, giving back. Um, so yeah, the feedback has been amazing. And then also people who, um, are helping, uh, someone who has a spinal cord injury. Um, it's nice to be able to support them because I know it's difficult sometimes to be able to support someone and not know how they're feeling or, you know, kind of where they're, they're coming from. So, um, to be able to support those people that are supporting other people is really cool too. Yeah, that, that is absolutely like, those are those people help, help us, uh, definitely help us, uh, you know, live our lives really. So, um, and especially, you know, me being a quadriplegic, like I, you know, I depend on caregivers for, for damn near everything. So it's, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's good that, that those people are getting some, um, acknowledgement too. So, um, yeah. So, you know, and uh, uh, reading through some of your, your posts on, on diary of a paraplegic, I was, um, you know, I know that you like one of the most recent one was about kind of manifesting and, and how you were able to get back. Um, it's kind of documenting your first experience going to like a water park or, or being in the pool, I guess, after, after your spinal cord injury and how amazing that was. And I really like it, it hit home. Cause I, I, you know, I lived right on a lake and like, that was, I lived in the lake when I was a kid. So it was, it was yeah. awesome. And, you know, kind of talking about ma- manifesting, I guess your reality. And then um, you had another post uh, that I saw that, that really um, was, I felt was powerful about kind of ex- talking to your son about your injury and what he was feeling um, after that had happened. Like, um yeah how was it difficult to kind of share stuff like that that's that is so hard-hitting and so personal uh with the with the world with the internet and and uh you know putting that out there honestly I really appreciate that because lately that's been a a thing for me is I feel like uh, in those dark times, it's really hard to share. So I appreciate you, um, acknowledging that that means a lot to me. Um, so those are easier things for me to share for sure. Um, I feel like, um, yeah, that's the things that I do share are definitely easier and the things that are harder for me, I, I want to share now more, especially after you acknowledging that. So, yeah, that's, that's great. And I did, I did see one, I think it might've been your like most recent post that just kind of talked about getting, I guess, overwhelmed or, or, you know, tired from, from doing advocacy. Um, and, yeah. and I can definitely relate to that because, you know, you, yeah, I mean, and I, and I feel like all of us that, you know, you know, when you're out there on social media and whatnot, um, you know, we're, we're definitely advocates for the for the whole community on some level. I mean, not to like, try to make it bigger than it is, but like, oh, okay. you know, we're, we're definitely, 
trying to to help everyone in, in the situation that we're in. Um, and yeah, talk about, I guess, talk about that. Talk about kind of the, the toll that that takes on you. Like, you know, trying to, to trying to be that all the time. Yeah. So, um, I mean, even advocating for yourself, it gets exhausting. Yeah. Um, you know, not only are you advocating for your, uh, physical health, right. But you're also advocating for your mental health, which I didn't, uh, I knew it was a big deal, but I didn't realize like how detailed your mental health was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it gets tiring. I, I definitely say, um, you know, fight the good fight for as long as you can but also give yourself a break to be able to take time to just do something fun, do something that you want to do. That's fun. That's not work. That's not this or that. That's just something that you enjoy to do for yourself, not your kids, not your family, not yourself, but anything else, because it is very exhausting. Um, I find that it's, uh, it gives me some kind of satisfaction to be able to speak out. Um, I feel like I should do it more and I feel like I should do it louder, honestly. Um, I feel like I'm kind of holding myself back on stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's very tiring. So very much take care of yourself, but very much fight the good fight for what you know you need for yourself absolutely absolutely um you know i did see also uh linked on to your um instagram that you had the the clothing line the no pants crew clothing and i thought that was (laughs) that's such a cool name and uh you know you the the designs and stuff that you have on there are are pretty awesome like how did where did that come from like when did you start uh the no pants that's something that's like super it's it's something super fun for me but so no pants crew can't I'm I'm sure you can relate but it's very hard to go to the bathroom as a uh paraplegic or definitely a quadriplegic like um so I would prefer to not wear pants (laughs) oh that's funny no pants crew came from these I swear. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So when did you actually start that? Um, I guess when did the? Cause I, there's, I know there's a website for it. Um, I don't. I didn't write it down, unfortunately. But, um, but just cheap ring, yeah. I'll, um, I can send you the link, but, um, yeah, so I'd say about four months ago I started it, but it was just something fun for me to be able to do. And I really like to be able to design it and I'll be designing more, uh, logos and stuff for the shirts. And yeah, it's just a really fun, easy thing to do. And I feel like it's a fun, uh, logo just no pants crew this is how we roll with our wheelchairs and yeah it's it's fun no I love it I love it it's uh it's very cool um 
yeah it's great design and all that yeah and you, you have <laughs> quite a, you brought that up <laughs> yeah you have quite a quite a few different uh products that people can buy um and then yeah. I, I guess the other thing uh one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about uh was your your art um and and what you're doing with that because that was uh very cool I saw the ashley's oddities.com I went and was like poking around and looking at some of your artwork and it's all very very cool um I know you do a, a few different types of artwork and you know including multimedia stuff and jewelry and decals and stuff like that um you know how did and I'm assuming you probably were an artist before because you can't be making the you know the amazing stuff you're making on there if you weren't um so yeah like how does uh you know talk about I guess yeah your art your artistic side yeah I've been doing beforehand and I actually got back into art uh because I was so broken up um I started doing makeup uh afterwards because that was something that I was into a bit beforehand and then it was something that I could do out of bed um, so I would have my family bring me whatever, uh, makeup and then I would paint my face. And then as soon as I could start working my way around in my electric, electric chair around my art, that's when I started painting again. So art has definitely been a big deal for me and has made me feel whole again. Um, so yeah, I, I went full force and, um, it's hard because in my dark days I have a tough time getting my creative inspiration um but it's definitely something that has pulled me out of it as well so it's it's kind of like a give and take with it but I definitely am, am it's definitely helped me out of uh my bad days and has made me feel like whole you know so yeah yeah uh, that that's very cool um and, and you know I've talked to a few people like I wish I was artistic I'm like the worst you know I could never draw or anything before my before my accident <laughs> uh probably even worse now but um yeah you know I definitely like people really talk <laughs> about it like it's a it's a it's a huge outlet um after after an injury yeah. and and you know helps people to really kind of I guess cope on some level um so that was going to be my next question for you is yeah. how how has that kind of affected you um from that aspect but it sounds like it sounds like it was a, a huge kind of a, a you know like a assistance in your, it was, in your yeah recovery. it just gave me a purpose yeah it gave me a purpose besides um you know, obviously being a mother again, which was my first goal. Um, but that was my, um, like I said about giving something back to yourself and being able to take care of yourself and do something that you love. Um, that was something that made me feel like I was human again, because I was so just this person being taken care of and I wasn't able to do anything so once I was 
able to start painting my face and then I could paint on my, um, cause I had a huge studio out in my garage and now I have a really beautiful studio inside my house besides this awesome studio. I'm sure this is just going to be recorded, but I have my amazing studio out in my pool house now. And then I have my art studio inside so I can be with my kids. So it's definitely music art. These are things that have always been a staple in my life since I was a child. So that's yeah, awesome. it's great. So great to be able to get back to it. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of another question. So I know, um, yeah, I can see you right now and you got, you know, a bunch of tattoos. Have you designed your own tattoos? Have you gotten more tattoos since your injury? Um, I can't wait to get tattoos since my injury, but I'm also like, I wonder how it's going to be since I can't feel a lot of my body, how my body is going to react. Right. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But I um, pierced since I was 18 years old. I'm 36 now. So I've been a piercer for a very long time. I pierced in San Diego. I was born and raised, grew up there. So I pierced at the beach for a long time. And honestly, my best tattoos have been designed by my friends. The stuff that I chose for myself has always turned out like crap. So, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's funny. And then the other question I thought of, so you said you had a pool house. So I'm assuming you have a pool. Um, yes. Are you able to get in and out of that? Do you guys have like a lift that you're able to use for that? Because I've, I've seen a few... Um, where you're able to get kind of like a Hoyer lift situation where it kind of will lift you up and drop you down into the water. Um, or is that something you can kind of now that you're strong enough and your arms are, and collarbone and everything are healed that you're able to kind of get down on the ground and transfer yourself? So I can transfer down off of my chair and then I can transfer into my electric chair because it's very stable, but I still have a problem getting into my manual chair. It's just a lot of work, but I do have a lift that goes into my pool. So it's a chair lift that you go up next to transfer into, and then it puts you in the pool. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is really cool because I'd like to start a group here because my, my whole house is really accessible. Um, so it'd be accessible for quad, like any kind of electric chair, like anything like that. So I'd really love to start a group here and have people come in and be able to enjoy the pool and enjoy the backyard because there's birds singing and my chickens and garden and just really like a nice place to be in and also be able to talk about you know problems good things bad things whatever yeah um, so yeah long story short yes <laughs> no that that's that's amazing yeah that would and that's that's a great idea for for a group starting a getting a group together that you know yeah enjoy the pool and then yeah talk about yeah, why not yeah you know? talk about everything that's that's great yeah that would be that would be amazing um, you know, and then I guess, Ashley, kind of like in closing here, I, I always kind of ask people, and I know you're pretty newly injured in, in the grand scheme of things, but, um, you know, is there anything you can think of that, like any kind of like health tips that you could provide to other people that, that you've found over the last, you know, few years since, since your injury? Oh, yeah, totally. So be active move anything you can move, whether it be just your brain, um, you know, listen to 
podcasts such as this, um, listen to books, listen to whatever you can and move whatever you can, because I've felt that, um, the more that I'm active, the more that everything, um, is less sore. My back doesn't hurt so much, um, things like this. So I'd just say, move whatever you can use, whatever you can. Absolutely. That's great advice for sure. Well, um, Ashley, give, give us, um, all your kind of social media links and stuff like that. I know I already said it was diary of a paraplegic on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you're on Facebook or TikTok or any of the others. Um, but yeah, give us your, your social medias, your websites, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. So everything is at diary of a paraplegic. Um, I also have diary of a paraplegic.com. And then, like you said, Ashley's oddities, which is a W E D I T S, um.com is my website. Um, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at that as well, but I mostly go under diary of a paraplegic. Fantastic. Well, I hope everybody goes and checks out your artwork and I know you have some stuff for sale up there. It's very, very cool. Um, and yeah, you know, Ashley DeVore, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. That was Ashley DeVore. Um, I want to thank her again for taking the time out of her day to, to, uh, come on the podcast and, and yeah, share her story her journey with us and you know I just it always throws me so hard when when people have kids kids yeah and yeah. young kids at that you know she said she had, had a two-year-old at the time of her accident which which had to be really tough but she talks about like I mean a lot like me like her family really stepped up and in her time of need which you know can be so huge and I feel so bad for people that don't have that support. Exactly. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's like you know, me and Ashley are definitely lucky to have had that. And like she talked about how her mother took her children to uh, San Diego, I guess, where she grew up and, you know, had them down there for a bit while she was in the hospital. And, and my God, man, like, you know, breaking. So she broke her right arm and her left collarbone. Yeah. So it was like opposite. So she's, she was like completely, I mean, couldn't move. I mean, couldn't, or couldn't transfer herself. Couldn't even learn how to do any of that stuff at the time of her accident. Right. So yeah. you're yeah. having to wait six months to, to kind of learn how to function as, as a and, person and, with a spinal cord injury has got to be even worse. You know? Well, well, and I'm just thinking, you know, cause this was 2020, right? When this happened to her. Yeah. And yeah. And so, so, so six months you put you at the 21 then you need to learn your occupational therapy right and so she's probably just getting to normal strength right now right right you know so to be able to move around and and uh, like she said she's able to lift herself out and down but not up you know and so uh, that i'm assuming that you know right but but what's really incredible is that she's and you know a lot of your guests jeremy what's i always find it really inspiring is a lot of them can go into some really dark places but they don't. They pull themselves out and they look forward. And yeah. that's what's really remarkable with Ashley, too. Right. I mean, she's going to um, 
kind of create what I get is a wellness center for people. Yeah, we were talking about that with the, yeah, I mean, that she, so that's because I had to stop and like ask her that question about, at least she, she mentioned that she had a pool house where she does her artwork, which everybody should go check out at yes. Ashley, Ashley's oddities.com, which has a lot of very cool stuff. Um, and, and then uh, she also has diary of a paraplegic.com where she does blogging, which is very powerful as well. So check out both of those. I'll link them in the, in the show notes, but she mentioned that she went out to uh, that. She has a, a pool house that um, she does her artwork in, or it's kind of her studio. And I was like, Oh, I got to know, like, are you, you know, how do you transfer in and out of your pool then? Like, cause I've heard about these, or, you know, I think like the YMCA, I'm pretty sure has like these kind of seats that you can transfer over to and get lowered yeah. Yeah, down do. into the, into the pool. So um, that's very cool that they have, we're able to get one of those put in and uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like, yeah, it seems like she's, she's really onto something there with like having kind of a, uh, just a, a group, you know, a group setting for other people with spinal cord injuries to come in and talk to one another and kind of go talk about their, what issues they're facing, things like that. And then be able to get in the pool, like do all kinds of, I think that that would be a very cool uh, setup. So yeah, exactly. And hopefully she does that. Yeah. And I don't think she didn't talk about charging anybody for any of this. Right, you know, it was right. just like, yeah, you here, you know, I'm going to share what I have with you, which was really cool. Yeah, it's funny. I bought my van, uh, one of my wheelchair accessible vans over probably, was probably 10 years ago now. Uh, my last one, the white kind of minivan. Yeah. I bought that from uh, some people in, oh man, what town was that up? It's like east of um, east of Seattle. Like, Issaquah? No, it's like where Marcus Tuyasa Sopa was. Woodenville, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is okay. that Woodenville? Um yeah, sorry, nobody knows who Marcus Duval. But no, it's Woodenville. So it was like this really, really nice area of Woodenville. And uh, this kid had gotten injured um, as a freshman at WSU and uh, was like, I think, dove into Lake Chelan and didn't realize how shallow it was and broke his neck. And I actually need to get him on the podcast. But um, he, yeah, his so he went there and his dad... Um, was like a uh, did like a brick work and and uh, or, or concrete work and he had, they they had a pool in their backyard and he's like I built this whole pool and um, hot tub and like put a lift in for my son to be able to get in and out but he's like he hates getting in and out he hates getting in the pool so he's like if you ever want to come up and oh. use the pool <laughs> yeah. he's like you're more than welcome and I was like that would be awesome but it's like an hour and a half from home so it's like that would be tough to you know get get dried off well enough to ride back home but anyway it'd be cool either way well that was a nice offer yeah yeah i mean yeah hell of a nice guy so but yeah that's that's so cool that ashley has that the capabilities of of doing that and man like our this has been the third coldest april uh in washington state <laughs> since they've been yeah. keeping track of this so i know i was um, wondering I'm ready to get I, in the pool in, in was, california in some I, nice warm weather so. well that's what i was wondering i was wondering like uh i didn't hear you do a self-invite oh, and was, say hey i'm hey, coming down for chickens i was just gonna say <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna head down there and uh and pet the chickens myself. right does she say she had chickens if i, think, I yeah. remember right yeah i think so. she did yeah yeah um but yeah anyway so uh well yeah you know i i had a great time talking to ash i hope everybody enjoyed that one um 
you know, she's a, yeah, she's an amazing, amazing well, woman. Yeah. And once again, I find it really inspiring, you know, um, especially for a mom, you know, yeah. and, you know, I think one of the things is probably really hard to talk about and is she probably lays it out in her diary um, is, you know, being a mom and talking about how do you tell your kids, right? How do you, yeah, how do you make this happen? Yeah, she had a post about that that yeah. I asked her about. Yeah, yeah it, it was... Yeah. You know, yeah, it hits it hits hard, man. Like some yeah. like some of the the posts she makes are are very I mean, it's got to take a lot of courage to to kind of even talk about that stuff. Yeah. So it's 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 awesome. It's that, raw and it's real. Know, and she talks about she doesn't want other people to think they're alone, yeah. which is so cool. And, exactly. And uh, you know, we I definitely salute her and in, in what she's doing with her advocacy work and and the fact that um, you know, she's part of the no pants Oh yeah, the no <laughs> no pants uh, club. I yeah. think was it no yeah. pants. Uh, yeah, if, if you go check out her Instagram, and I'll, I'll link that as well. The, the or I'll put put in the link for uh, for her clothing line as well. That's yeah, no pants club. I think is what yeah. it is. So yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and and there's some very cool uh, you know designs that she has on on the clothes, and and uh, yeah, she's got some cool stuff on there. So definitely check that out um and yeah thanks again to ashley devore and we will be back i've got like six interviews scheduled in the next week so good job it's uh, about time you get back to work i know man it's been tough (laughs) it's been tough getting back at it i'm telling you well jeremy uh, well done and well done ashley so yeah absolutely well we will be back next week guys thank you for listening to the podcast and uh yeah if you could like share rate review all that good stuff we would appreciate it helps us with the algorithms and uh yeah we'll be back next week thank you jeremy thank you